Welcome to BXB Classic, an archive of episodes from the Bit by Bit podcast, the show that came before BXB Live. So kick back and enjoy this little snapshot of BXB's past. And in the meantime, subscribe to BXB Live on YouTube so you can join in the conversation. New episodes of BXB Live stream every first Thursday of the month on YouTube at 7 p.m. Eastern. See you then. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bit by Bit podcast, the only show approved for robot consumption. My name is Blake Walker, here with my buddy... Brian Phillips. <laughs> should have should have given you a signal or something there. <laughs> <laughs> With my buddy Brian Phillips, and uh, yeah, just a new uh, new podcast about geek culture, nerd culture, technology, cool stuff, the future, the future that we're living in. So that's the gist of it. Come along for the ride, and uh, yeah, we'll see where see where this takes us. probably tell them like who we are right yeah start off with uh some general questions um what uh what got us to where we are what's let let me let me what's what's your uh top three favorite video games top three favorite video games oh man i think i suggested this (laughs) segment that i only have two i'm gonna say my all-time favorite game is horizon zero dawn now Anybody that knows me that hears this will probably be surprised. Um, Because either tied for first or second place is Halo Combat Evolved, the first one. Love that game. (laughs) Love that game. It's a masterpiece in my mind. Um, Number three. Oh, man. Number three. I'm going to take Halo off the table because I think it's boring if I just pick all like Halo games other than Horizon. And I'm going to say The Witcher 3, actually. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I love that game. Really, really great role-playing game. So, okay. that's my three. Uh, what you got, man? What do you think? Um, I think tied for first would probably be uh, Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Oh, such good choices. Such good I... choices. I, I really favor the storytelling uh, when I go for games, and uh, Bioshock has, not to go into spoilers, but I mean, it's been out for a while, so... If <laughs> it's been out for a long time. I think it's probably okay. Um, it, Bioshock <laughs> has one of the greatest video game plot twists that I've ever, I've ever seen. I mean, the first yeah. time that... <laughs> first time that I played through, uh, and you you meet Andrew Ryan, and you think it's the end, but it's not. My mind just I know. exploded, dude. I jumped off the couch like <laughs> like what? Are you kidding me? Like I couldn't believe how good the twist was because that was something just like 
almost unheard of in games at the time. Like, the narrative was never that good, you know? Or that, like, engaging. This is awesome. And then, as soon as that game was done... I that was that was one of the few games that I immediately went all right let's do it again and I immediately dove right back in for a second playthrough. <laughs> yeah, man, can't blame me for that. Um, this is there's a lot of I mean you can play it totally different, pick different plasmids, you know, and that'd be cool. Uh, Infinite, Infinite was another one that um, I figured out the twist in the last I don't I don't remember how how I don't know, a quarter of the game I think yeah. It, it, it actually took me um, six months after beating the game to realize that Bioshock Infinite is reference to infinite timelines. I was like, oh, they all stand in the shower. I was like, oh, that's what that <laughs> oh, means. shower thought. <laughs> Legit shower thought. Uh, so that's, those are probably tied for first and second. Okay. Um, man. <laughs> it gets tough, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it really comes down to it. You got to rank them. Definitively. When it really when it really comes down to it, it would probably be uh probably be Dead Space 2. Good that game choice. Was so good. It was. Um I've heard a lot of arguments saying that the first one was better, and I would I would say that they're pretty close to each other. We all kind of ignore three sometimes, but it's it was also good. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> It has its moments. <laughs> yeah. Bioshock and Dead Space were Two of the games that brought me from the GameCube over to the 360. Like, yeah. was, I had the GameCube and I had, like, extensive GameCube library. And then I saw those two games and, like, <laughs> drop drop everything. This changes <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get it, man. I mean, Dead Space 2 is one of the most legitimately terrifying games I've ever played. So good. And yeah, I, it has no equal as far as horror goes for me because I won't play Resident Evil 7. I refuse. Sure. And I haven't played PT, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess if I had to throw another one in there, I would probably go uh, classic Mario Kart from 64. Okay. I say classic, but I, I actually mean 64. I don't mean like NES, NES, SNES. Right, right. The classic we all remember playing mm -hmm. still as kids because we're not that old. Right. <laughs> Just old in spirit. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's no lie. So why don't, uh, let's give them a little bit of a rundown of uh, what we want the show to be. Now that they've got a taste of like our opinions in games, I guess. Um, That'd be good. So, so you had some pretty good words for this. Uh, kind of our mission statement, uh, so to speak, of what we want to be. Yeah, I would say um, our mission statement is basically just to provide a podcast where uh, we can take the things that that pique our interest and just take them apart bit by bit, <laughs> uh, and and really just dive into the details that we think are awesome. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, the 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 storyline that that you know that twist in in Bioshock or the awesome survival horror aspect of of Dead Space, the nostalgia of Nintendo 64 in general, right. along with other things um, that catch our interest. Tech news, other things. Other things. It could be things like <laughs> like lore and like exploring the narrative, digging a little bit deeper into the stories that we're all pretty much familiar with. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm like a, I'm a big like expanded universe guy. I love when you know the creators have put in the time to build a world. And this is speaking in any digital medium, pretty much movies, TV, whatever. People have almost come to expect that. You've got like in big franchises like Star Wars and Marvel with the MCU. I think people want like these broader, like fleshed out universes, and then you take part in little interconnected stories within that. Um, that's something I'm a big fan of personally. Uh, I really, really enjoy that kind of stuff, um, especially when it comes to Halo. I'm just like the biggest Halo freak there ever was. So, yeah, it's like it's ingrained in my personality at this point. Another plan that we have is to do um, occasionally do specific episodes. So we'll have uh, content uh, directly for one or two topics for the entire episode instead of doing a plethora of things. Um, and then again, there will be others where we we do a ton of different stuff all in one one session. Sure, sure. We'll have like the omnibus type type mm-hmm. episode, um, but we're also going to break the episodes down into categories. So. Maybe maybe one week we'll just do gaming, we'll do technology and, you know, futurology in another uh, episode that's kind of separate. So they're all, they're like their own little self-contained experience. You know, it's not going to be everything every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully you'll find it all interesting and you'll want to listen to all of it, you know. But if you don't want to, you know, there's a specific area just for you. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely want to try and... Uh provide a little something for everybody basically there are a lot of things that interest us video games but also movies comics and way beyond that just we want to bring all those things into one place and have a podcast where we talk about pretty much anything and everything for sure and there's going to be a lot of well especially with me i love analyzing everything you know, and I feel like you're the same way Yeah. where it's not just, here's the news story. We're not just going to throw the news story at you with no context. You know, we want to back it up with information, analyze that information and figure out, you know, how it all plays together. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, discussing the finer points of, you know, the price point of the new Xbox or, oh, yeah. you know, we're talking about some little section of Star Wars lore or something, mm-hmm. you know. It could be anything, but we want to kind of keep it interesting, maybe take a fresh perspective on things that you're already familiar with. Yeah. So what, what uh, jumping back to video games, what platforms yeah. do we play on? Yeah, that'd be good for them to know. Um, I personally play on Xbox One primarily. I'm like 14 years strong on Xbox Live. I'm super <laughs> proud of it. Um, this will hopefully be the only time I bring that up. Uh, 14 years strong. I also have a PlayStation 4, which is relatively new to me. Um, have enjoyed it from what I've played. I also play on PC, though. Mm-hmm. And I have a Nintendo DS. Nice. And a GameCube and a 360 and some other stuff. But, um, yeah, not not really a Nintendo guy. Uh, but I have everything else covered. <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, I, I would say primarily right now, I am... Uh, PC. I use, you know, Steam and other uh, platforms. I don't think I do a lot of Origin, but um, 360 uh, and PS3, you know, past generation. Yeah. Um, I guess we could throw mobile gaming in there. 
Yeah, that's uh, valid. That's a yeah. thing. Pretty much between the two of us, we have a foot in every door. Yeah, I'd say so. Except the Switch. Neither one of us have a Switch. Uh, but I played one. I have yeah. played one. <laughs> I, uh, I have uh, I have some opinions on the Switch. So let's, let's throw out a little bit of news. So a little bit of news, just get something rolling here. Because I have something I really want to talk about. Oh, I wonder it. what that is. What could it be? <laughs> it's got to be the awesome Halo news from this week. Yep, that would be it. Um, now I need to back it up uh, with the source. I know... This is coming from IGN, uh, and IGN talked with uh, Frank O'Connor, and I believe it was Kiki Wolfkill, who are two prominent members at 343 Industries, uh, who makes Halo. Frank O'Connor is the franchise development director, and Kiki Wolfkill is the studio head. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both have confirmed that after Halo 5's epic um, backlash from the campaign, uh, they will be doubling down on their Master Chief focus in the next games. Um, there won't be any new playable characters like Locke. It will be about Chief, which is like a no-brainer, man. Like, <laughs> what? What? I know that they're like, oh, we wanted, we wanted, we want Halo to be Star Wars. That's Bonnie Ross's thing. She also is one of the studio heads, like producers. Um, they want to make it like Halo. Yeah. They want, or no, I'm sorry, wow, I screwed that up. They want to make it like Star Wars, where it's this universe when there's stories you can tell within the universe, and the universe is the character, which it is. But Master Chief was why people have stuck around, you know, for seven games. Definitely. I guess he, he wasn't in two of them. But you know what I'm saying. Like, people love Chief, they want more Chief, and we're going to get more Chief. So. Good. So you had mentioned Star Wars. Which brings us to our next bit of news, which is the release date for Episode Nine. Um, yeah, we we both had interesting feelings on the last two. Um, you know, I I thought that Rogue One was one of my top three Star Wars of all time, um, without a doubt. And I'm with you, you. You said that you were a huge fan of uh, what are we on? <laughs> <laughs> seven, seven, seven of the Force Awakens. Seven, seven, seven. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I was a, I'm a pretty big fan of it, but I definitely understand why people have issues with it, you know? Yeah. I'm not trying to reject that at all. It's just, I did enjoy it as a Star Wars film. I thought it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. And I think J.J. was the right guy to kind of kick it off and kind of set the, set the vision. Um, I think that they'll really redeem a lot of the things that people complained about with Seven in Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really just I love like Ryan Johnson the director yeah and, like his his vision especially his cinematography style that dude he's awesome and he really knows uh, how to make a good movie so Star Wars Episode 9 we already know that 8 is coming out we got Last Jedi uh, we had the trailer that was dropped for that that was super exciting we have the release date for 9 now which is May 24th 2019 um, straight from Star Wars website. Uh, along with that, they also announced the fifth chapter of the Indiana Jones movies uh, for July tenth, twenty twenty. Yes, with Harrison Ford back as yes, Indiana Jones, which is awesome. I was I was a little worried at the end of Crystal Skull. <laughs> Crystal Skull, the, ma- the masterpiece that was Crystal Skull. Um, <laughs> the ma- I mean, yeah, who could argue? <laughs> I was worried that they were going to try a young 
Indiana Jones uh, for the next one for with Shia LaBeouf. Which yep, I got that feeling too. Could have been fine, I suppose. And yeah, uh, Harrison Ford is well. He's a, he's a seasoned actor, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, he we'll is Indiana goes. Jones. Yeah, you know. So Indiana Jones five, Star Wars nine. That's exciting. Exciting stuff. <laughs> Real exciting stuff. Um, I think we should kind of we should tease a couple topics that we're gonna have kind of coming up. Um, specifically, things that I want to talk about in the like technology episode and kind of like the future. I want to talk about um, the mixed reality headsets that Microsoft's coming out with that are incredibly affordable and kind of take on AR and VR in the same device. Um, also, I think talking about uh, FCC's, you know, net neutrality rollback, I think that's, that's almost like a PSA type thing. Like, we really need to be talking about that. Yeah. Um, and also, like, the Scorpio reveal and how it stacks up against the PS4 Pro, according to uh, Digital Foundry. So, I think those are some things we should uh, dig into on the tech episode. I'm looking forward to those. For sure. For sure. What about uh, what about on the gaming front? What do we have coming up on the uh, gaming front? One that I'm really looking forward to really getting into is uh, the Friday the Thirteenth game. Um, yeah, I actually had a a date announced for it, um, which was May twenty sixth. So coming wow. out next month. Yeah, really soon. Um, I'm excited to go into it. Uh, I've been following that game for a while. Uh, back before when it was it had a completely different name yeah. um we got that we've we've got a couple of end game reviews egrs uh horizon zero dawn watchdogs uh oh yeah that we can't wait we've, for that uh gone through um some games like cuphead uh which is has been a long time coming and i'm looking forward to when that comes out it definitely um, has been a long time coming. <laughs> been a while. Mini NES was yeah. dis- discontinued. It's done. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit. Yeah, um, talk about the implications and maybe what might be coming next yep. because of that announcement. Um, I know Prey's coming out in like a week or so. Yeah, yep. Um, so we'll probably have to touch on that. Mm-hmm. I really, really want it. Don't know if I'll be picking it up immediately, but... yeah. Um, yeah, that has an interesting story, at least, of the development like process, so mm-hmm. I think that would be worth uh, talking about. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I mean, we're, we're rolling into an interesting time where uh, it's right before E3, mm-hmm. so news starts to trickle out uh, almost methodically. You know, they're all planning their marketing strategies for their big reveals at E3, so... Yep. Maybe a little bit light on information, but once E3 hits, it's going to be just a snowball oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. through the holiday season. So so we've talked about uh, the industry of sorts, uh, gaming, movies, things like that. Let's, uh, let's, let's get a little, little deep in the personal corner here. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, I wanna know your, uh, your fast food preferences. What is My your fast food preferences? What is your go-to fast food meal? Oh man! So we're talking. Okay, 
So let's set some ground rules. So if we're talking straight up, straight up fast food, that's no fast casual. So we're not talking Chipotle or Kidoba or yep. Panda Express. This is a legit drive-up window, like dollar menu fast food. Yes. I say um, definitely Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> like if we're going, you know, if, if we're gonna like cheat on eating healthy and go eat fast food, it's always Taco Bell. Oh yeah. Um, I always, I always go for the quesadilla. Have been getting a little bit adventurous though with their <laughs> limited time menu. Did you have one of those chicken chalupas when they were out? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was, <laughs> it was actually better than I thought that it was going to be. I know that's the saddest part about it. It's just a chicken patty folded yeah, in half, folded in half, <laughs> stuffed with sauce and cheese. It's like and, the uh, the, the yeah. KFC double down or whatever. They did the same oh, thing. Yeah. They the just chicken replaced, sandwich. They replaced the bun with chicken. With more chicken. <laughs> so it's, it's like three chicken breasts, breaded chicken breasts on top of each other. Oh, man. Ridiculous. Um, I, would, I would agree with that. Taco Bell is definitely, <laughs> definitely our go-to. It's, 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 the, <laughs> it's the thing that I say, oh, yeah. Oh, we had, we had Taco Bell for dinner last night. And I kind of get that. <sighs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Here, <laughs> How old are you? Yeah, all right. <laughs> you can't judge my life. I like it. I like my beefy five layer burritos. Dude, I know, right? Beefy <laughs> five layer. Since they got rid of the cheesy double beef, like the biggest mistake that they ever made. Yeah. They just came back for a limited time, and I just was there all the time getting them. And then they were gone. And every time replaced I'm by this this chicken chalupa business, <laughs> or like the. The quesadilla, within the quesadilla, they've had, like, some ridiculous, like, stuff lately. Mm. Like, every month there's some new gimmick. Um, I don't know, dude. I'm waiting for, like, the Doritos soft tacos. Like, me, too. Be me too, me <laughs> too. Like, man, I like these Doritos, but the inconvenience of a hard shell <laughs> is not in my alley. The inconvenience of a hard shell. I will, I will say, if you're going... Fast food breakfast, the Taco Bell California Crunch Wrap is the way to go. If you haven't had it, I stop had it. Get in your car, keep playing this podcast, and drive to Taco <laughs> Bell right now. Wait for them right to out. open and, <laughs> and get a California Crunch Wrap. Wait, wait for the morning shift so you can order breakfast and then try one. I have not had the California, but I love the steak quesadilla uh, or Crunch Wrap. Sorry, not quesadilla. <laughs> I love the steak crunch wrap, uh, mm. breakfast crunch wrap. It's so good. Yeah, for uh, a while, for a while they had <laughs> mini crunch wraps, which were like a dollar, but were only like I don't know, they were just a little smaller than a regular crunch wrap, and it was perfect. Yeah. It was like just what you needed, but <laughs> it's like three bites. Listen up, Taco Bell. We need those. <laughs> we need those mini crunch wraps back. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Bring back the mini crunch wrap. Mm -hmm. So on the list of items for the podcast, you have listed a McDonald's sausage and egg and cheese McGriddle with bacon added. It's like an entire <laughs> breakfast. It's like a, it's like the hungry man's breakfast at Denny's on a, in that between is, two pancakes. That is my, uh, that is my, I'm going on a road trip and uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want everything all in one place. <laughs> It's, uh, it works. The McGriddles have like pancakes for buns, and then they're like saturated in 
syrup. Yeah, which got sounds... like little, there's little gooey syrup like pockets of it. Like you just like. Mm. It sounds mm. overwhelming and disgusting, <laughs> but it's amazing and delicious. Oh, it is. You probably lose a year off of your life every time you eat one, but you're also living your life in that time that you're eating that sandwich. <laughs> That's right. You're living the life you want to live by adding bacon <laughs> to your sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle. You know, I think they sell those McGriddle things like for a dollar. Like you can get two McGriddles, I think. Probably. Like yeah. the little, the little. Uh, I guess it's just like, <laughs> what is it? It's just a McGriddle. Like it's. I want to say like bun or like. Biscuit, pancake, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. just a pancake, whatever. It's not a real thing. It's a griddle, I guess. It's a griddle cake. Yeah. Which, I guess, is just a pancake. Um, okay, we've gone too far with this. <laughs> I do like that you specified the specific types of breakfast hash browns that you enjoy. It's really important. <laughs> with, with the patty form at McDonald's. I like, I like the... Because you got the patty form at McDonald's, but then you can go to Burger King and get the little discs. And For sure. You just, you just pop like three of those as you go, and it's great. <laughs> it's like somebody took one of the long tater tots and cut it into like three little smaller tater tots. Yeah. They're so good. So bad for you. Does In-N-Out was... count as fast food? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I've never had it, though, since we don't have them out here in the East. Yeah. We, we went out to, to Vegas, and we, we walked what felt like five miles. Uh, <laughs> and we got there, and I ended up getting a 4 by 4 which is four beef patties, four pieces of cheese on this <laughs> uh, giant sandwich. <laughs> just sopping with grease and joy. Oh yeah, dude! I mean, you gotta make that walk worth it. Like, yeah. oh, I was, I was, you can't just I was get like burning the single. calories. That's what it was. That's, yeah, exactly. Oh man, you can't just order a single after that. Yeah. So, kind of rolling with our theme of uh, just kind of shotgunning it here and throwing out a bunch of our interests, and kind of uh, what the show's about. Let's talk about what we're uh, watching right now. Um, yeah, I guess that could be a movie series you've been rewatching or watching for the first time, or a TV show. Uh, mine is actually the original Twin Peaks. Ah, I'm currently watching. That's that's um, on my list. I've been I've been wanting to to see what all the hype is about after all these years. I I gotta say it should be uh, pretty high on your list okay. because it is uh, living up to my expectations. Surprisingly. Um, it definitely takes a couple of like hard turns at some point, and I could see. I have a few friends that have watched it, and they weren't too keen on kind of where the show headed. But I'm really enjoying it. Um, halfway through season two, so about about 75 percent done at the moment. Can't wait to see uh, how it ends. So highly recommend uh, original Twin Peaks. It's on Netflix, so if you get the chance, uh, try it out. Kind of a psychological thriller type show. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we just started up the current season of Better Call Saul. Um, we were huge yeah. Breaking Bad fans. And, same, uh, same. It, it was, again, the story is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, the, the new season just started. I think we're three episodes that, that have been aired. It's really good. They're, they're bringing, they're doing 
crossovers from this series and from Breaking Bad. Uh, see kind of cool. the origins of where people are coming from and how they got to where they are. It's really awesome. We're looking forward to, and by we, I mean me and my wife. I'm not speaking about myself in the third person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was an important distinction. <laughs> we love the precious. Um, can't wait for Westworld to come back for the next season. I love the first season. It was fantastic. Looking forward to Stranger Things coming back uh, on Halloween, which I guess is a fitting time for it to for the next season to air. Yeah, yeah, that seems appropriate. And then in general, we've just been watching Futurama and Bob's Burgers. It's kind of yeah, the, time. the huge. Yeah. Uh, what about um, Game of Thrones? Hey, it's uh, it's another one that's on my list that there's just. I, I have not watched through it. It's there's been so much hype about it um, yeah. that at this point I'm waiting for it to be over to see. So I don't, <laughs> listen, I was hurt by Lost. All right, <laughs> I really got into Lost. Yeah, and I was all aboard that that hype train, <laughs> and then I got to the final season, the final episode, and was severely heartbroken. Oh man, I know you're not alone in that. I know that for sure. I'm waiting for it to be over just to make sure that it's worth going all the way through. Yeah. I uh, I definitely, I'd say believe the hype because it's another show that is uh, just as good as what people have said. We'll have you like jumping off your couch like it's crazy. Awesome. Like, the way everything connects and ends up turning out. And has one of the most legit uh, medieval type battle sequences I've ever seen in this last sequence. Like I couldn't believe it was on television at all. It was like extremely, um, extremely high quality. A lot of uh, a lot of production value goes into that show anyway. You know, I'm yeah. sure HBO just makes buku money oh, off sure. of that show. Yeah, like insane amount, insane amounts. <clears throat> so yeah, Game of Thrones, bro. Have you watched Walking Dead at all? Did you Did you yeah, catch on that at all? I stopped watching last. Or the season before the current season, okay. whatever season okay. that was. That's when I stopped watching. So what do you think? What are you thinking? <laughs> I made it. Um, I'm about half a season behind. Okay. So um, there's. I feel like there's a, a recurring theme of Rick and the crew getting in trouble. And they have to come together to rise up and overcome. And so then they do. And then everything's on easy street. And then... They come into some new place and they feel high and mighty, but oh no, we're in trouble again. Yeah, yeah and we have to rise I, back yeah, up. I feel the same way. <laughs> it's too, it's too formulaic, dude. It yeah. really is. I think they really need to do some major change-ups to make it more compelling. Yeah. Um, but here's here's my question about The Walking Dead. All right. Over the course of the seasons we've seen, you see the zombies start to deteriorate realistically. Mm-hmm. At some point, they're going to deteriorate. They will all deteriorate to the point where they're just skeletons. They will have no muscular structure to hold them up anymore. Yep. So eventually, the zombies will be gone, right? Yep. Well, no, because in theory, everyone in the show, in theory, is, in, is infected. True. In that it's when in the they air. die, they're going to turn. So yeah. they'll eventually be gone when everyone is gone. When everyone was gone. Yeah. I say good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a class on that right now. Yeah. On, just on epidemiology that. and 
like it's called the zombie apocalypse and doomsday infections that's like the class name that's awesome but it's actually like a legitimate like studying the forms of uh like transmission and how to stop it it's really really cool actually my final paper is creating a fictional outbreak and how you contain it and all that stuff so it's awesome yeah it's interesting one of the episodes that had the most potential uh, was when er, early on they were at the CDC and yeah. the guy was like, uh, he, they were trying to find a cure or find out what happened and the guy who was there was like, no help at all. And yeah, no. put the place into lockdown and they had to use like a grenade to break out or something like that. That was a convenient plot device. Yeah, for sure. Have you seen a grenade since then? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm no. just just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I guess that's that's fair though. They did walk through like a military blockade. I guess yeah. to get into the CDC. There's some plausibility there. But you're right. Like the dude didn't help him at all. He was so cryptic the whole time he was there. Gave him like the only useful information they got is that everyone is infected and mm-hmm. it is airborne. But he could have given them so much more information. I feel like they could have benefited from. But. I guess, on the other hand, if he was just planning to kill everyone, why does anybody need to know anything and just right. be stressed out before they die or whatever? Right. I don't know. This is the kind of stuff we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Break down the narrative. See why they decided to go a certain route. Um, kind of be realistic with it. Yeah. Because it's not always just for the story's sake. Sometimes there's uh, factors within the actual production, you know, that affect the story. Oh, yeah. Oh, and... Yeah. A lot of times, people people don't know that, you know. And I think a classic example, going back to Halo again, is like split screen Halo Five, and you know everybody's assuming, well, they made the conscious decision not to put it in. Why'd they do that? You know, blah blah blah. It, it was more of like a technical limitation of being able to render those graphics on you know two separate panes within the screen. So it was a hardware limitation, mm-hmm. but it sounds like they've overcome it because. All Halo games will have split screen going forward, but yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, you got to know really what's going on. Don't just take the information at face value and oh, run yeah. with it. Shoot it into the internet, you know, yeah. with uh, your uninformed opinion. I guess that's like the majority of what's wrong with the internet. <laughs> yep, is the uh, nobody the, does research. The clickbait and the topics, yeah, headers, mm. and not actually doing the research to see where a story's coming from. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when social media just propagates it, you know, and just puts it into a feeding tube, and yep. that is your Facebook timeline. An echo chamber. <laughs> An echo chamber. Man, that's a great way to describe yeah. it. So, mentioned Walking Dead. I don't know why these two go hand in hand in my mind, but Walking Dead and Doctor Who, for yeah. some reason, are paired. And it might be because of the the hype behind both of them. Doctor Who is probably probably a thing that at one point I was super hipstery about. Like, Same. oh yeah, you know, I was back on Baker, and but everybody loves oh, Baker, yeah. so I actually really liked Hartnell because I went back and watched all his stuff. And then, uh, but <laughs> I think I hope since then I've mellowed out a little bit. But um, <laughs> so we've got Capaldi in the current season. Yeah. Uh, and we have, yes, yeah, his, his final season, as he stated, and we have this new, new companion, Bill, Bill, yes, Bill. So Bill and the doctor put out teasers for this 
uh, upcoming season. I don't know, man. <laughs> I know. It's aired. The first episode's aired now. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, it got like an 8 out of 10, I think, average review. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly, slightly lower. Um, but yeah, like, it, it didn't... I saw the trailer. The only captivating moment of the trailer for me was when Capaldi starts to regenerate. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, ooh, I want to, yeah. I want to see that. See that little, <laughs> that little sparkle on his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the, the issue again with having multiple people involved with something like this is that you have to pay those multiple people, and eventually, it may drift more towards about keeping the show going and keeping the m- money coming and stuff like that. Right. I think an end game is possible for this show. And I've That's talk- right. You, you uh, discussed this with I me. have discussed this with you. But here's here here's the deal. The doctor needs to get to a point where he is no longer he just he can't come back because even with even with uh, Matt Smith, uh, there was the the, the mystical crack in, yeah. in space, which was right. basically Moffat looking at the fans who were complaining about the the errors in the story. And it was him looking at them and going, ha ha, science fiction, I can do what I want. So <laughs> <laughs> <Muppet! laughs> it's I, I, I have screamed off at yep. the television yep. before. <laughs> so so we need to get to a point where he's done. And I think I agree. For the 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 last doctor, I think it needs to go out with somebody just A list amazing. And the mm-hmm. person that I want, the problem is, is he's not British. Oh, so, man. Who is it? Uh, I want Mark Ruffalo as, oh, Mark the, Ruffalo. as the next doctor, as the final doctor. Um, I think uh, he, would be, he would be good, dude. He would be good. So in my mind, so, so we had Eccleston, who was this kind of mysterious, almost war-torn. He was, he was the result of the war doctor. That we right. it was later on tied in that he was a result of the War Doctor, and then after that we had David Tennant. Everybody loves David Tennant. He was the yeah. one who brought so many people, new fans into the show. It was great. Um, yeah, and he was this like I don't even know how to describe him. He was this. I know. <laughs> he was he was just a great doctor. He was just he, through and through. He kind of linked. I think it was like his fandom. Like he loved the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Already had like such a huge respect for the show already. I think that it like fed into his passion. Mm-hmm. He was extreme. He was a passionate mm-hmm. um, doctor. I, maybe not as much as Matt. I think Matt had some had some moments where he just was like really um, really intense. He had the intensity. Oh, yeah. Matt was like the intense doctor, but. Oh, yeah. I would say Tennant, he definitely had the passion for the role. Mm-hmm. And it, it translated into almost every scene that he did. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. He was, he was just great through and through. Uh, so uh, I, yeah, he, he transitions into Smith. Matt Smith was this, you know, how, how did I hear it described? He was like uh, a, a puppy with a hand grenade or something like that. He's just all over the place. Yeah. But super destructive. <laughs> Yeah, super like wacky and yeah. just uh, like quirky. He was yeah. incredibly quirky, like the fezzes and the bow tie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I have to say, I do love Tenet, but Matt is always going to be my favorite doctor. Like, first, there's just he. I jumped in 
I will tell you what it was. There was a poster, and you'll probably remember it, for Doctor Who, um, but I knew nothing about it back then. And it was just Matt standing with his back to the yep. poster. It was all blacked out, but his silent screwdriver was lit up, yep. kind of like illuminating his profile. I saw that, and I was like, wow, that looks that looks pretty cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to check that out. And then I just, you know, discovered Matt and then Amy and Rory and mm-hmm. just, like, fell in love with that whole arc. Oh, yeah. And uh, then went back and watched, um, was it Eccleston? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Eccleston. And Tenet. I, I have attempted to watch the original Doctor Who, have not made it through all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I'm a true Whovian. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't like the term Whovian. Well, but. you know, so I, put, I, put a pause in, in Doctor Who for just a second. Because I was, I, was, I was wanting to bring this up at some point. Like what you like, you know? Like, yeah, for if, sure. If you are crazy on board for uh, Matt Smith and, and like, oh, but well, you're not a true fan. Nah, nah, that's garbage. There's none of that. None of like, that, yeah. Total garbage. Life's, life's too short to, to get wrapped up in garbage like that. Yeah, like, it's so petty. It's yeah. so petty. Yeah. Like you don't have something better to do. No. I I like I said, I, I was and hope hopefully I'm not anymore, but I was definitely that, that pretentious at one point where I was like, Oh yeah, you're not a true movie. Uh, <laughs> um But you grow out of it eventually. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I think I've I've been that way with stuff before, for sure. For sure. You just get to Especially a point Halo, where, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's probably still true. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get to a point where, like, just like what you like, you know? Don't don't worry yeah. about if, if other people are like, oh, you're a brony, uh, you know, whatever. Like, I whatever, think... Whatever, man. I think... If you're into something. <laughs> at the same time, I'm, I, I'm not for that. I don't think My Little Pony is cool, but I haven't also watched any of it, so whatever. Right. I don't, I don't understand it, so I really can't comment on it, you know? So, just you do you. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Like, forget, forget like, the console war. Forget, you know? Why, why do you need to attack people for their opinions? Everybody's playing games, you know? Everybody, as long as people are playing games, watching movies and TV and, you know, everything's good. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. Like, those are good things, but you shouldn't attack people for their opinions on them. That's just, uh, that's not cool, bro. Like, <laughs> like, if you're, like you said, life's too short, man. Look at the big picture. really like to get a nice juicy steak and then just dump ketchup on it, I might, <laughs> I might roll my eyes or shake my head at you, but you should, that's, who cares? <laughs> what say, yeah, what say do I have yeah. in what you enjoy, you know? I'm, I totally am a huge believer in that because mm. I hate the console war, dude. I think that's just the dumbest thing and the PC master race and yeah. blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like I play them all, you know. It's not like that huge of a difference. Like, I don't know. It's not worth all the fuss about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. But let's get one thing straight. PC is the master race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm it still just, is. I'm just kidding. It, it, it always will have a leg up, almost, you know, <laughs> the Scorpio can do what they say. But we'll get into that anyway, at so, a different time. So, Doctor Who, uh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. 
See, this is the same situation as like Idris Elba for Bond. You know, it's like it would be great. Yeah, yeah. but it's never going to happen. Probably. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, he needs to. And oh, sorry. He needs, he needs to come in, and he needs to be. So 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 we've had like the the doctor who's like a war doctor. You know, we've had we've had a doctor that was crazy and kooky, and right now we have the kind of confused old man doctor. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> He's just around, and I don't. All these kids are here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo comes in. He's this. Uh, he's he's almost a father figure. He's he's a very hmm. uh, um, warm, welcoming, protective, with a non-romantic, no no romantic underlying story. Yeah. Yeah, I hate when they do that, man. It's so weird. It's, like, unnecessary. Yeah. The companion romance. They, it, 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 it's, it's this build-up. You, you plan it out so that, um, Breaking Bad style. Breaking Bad could have gone on for seasons and seasons and seasons. I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm sure that's why Better Call Saul came out, was because yeah. they're like, we People can make more content more. from this. Yeah. Better call uh, Breaking Bad ended because they got they they went. This is a story we want to tell. We're ending it on our terms, right? Which is what needs to happen. So we get. I agree. We 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 have this this buildup of I don't know uh, maybe a, a a two or three parter at the beginning of the season, and then a two or three parter at the end of the season, and it's all leading up to. Um, the doctor sacrificing himself for one person. Um, mm -hmm. and he gives this, this, this speech of, you, you know, I'm, I'm saving you not because, um, I've seen what you can do, but because I, but because I know the potential of the things that you could do or something like that. Yeah. Um, one that final breath. Like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One final breath. The the gold wisp yeah. kind of kind of goes out and then turns to ash and oh, his his last is done. We come up on a scene of um of him in like a meadow or something like that. Kind of like uh just just to paint the scene. Did you did you did you play through Majora's Mask at all? Oh, it's just part of it. I definitely never finished it. Oh, yeah. Well, at the, at the very end, there's this there's this giant tree in the middle, and there's this this meadow, and they've got these the, these four kids kind of playing around. Anyway, so you open up on this meadow, and and he he's looking around, and he sees all the people who he couldn't save, and he's like he's like heartbroken. He's like I couldn't I couldn't protect you, you know, I couldn't save you. Yeah. And then he looks over and he sees all the people that he did save are there too. And in the end, it's he, he kind of has a moment of like, oh man, was this all for naught, you know? But they all come over and they're like, Doctor, oh, oh, we're so excited to see you. And they, they, they all kind of like, uh, you know, end of the big game, they grab him and toss him above his sho their shoulders and they're like, ah, oh, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the crowd parts, and his granddaughter walks forward. Oh, nice! And uh, she she takes him 
by the hand, and he he reverts back to a young Hartnell. Mm-hmm. And she she says, "Now I'm going to take you on an adventure." And then they just oh, walk bad. off, and it fades into this into this white light of the next adventure of the Great Beyond. Oh, and man. you stop there. <laughs> there and that's it. Put a pin in it. There's it's nothing over. else after that. Oh my gosh. One key thing that needs to happen in this final episode. He's got to return the TARDIS. He uh, said that he would. Oh yeah, He's got to take the TARDIS back. I feel like that would be a, a side story of the of the final three part there. At the, at the, at the mm-hmm. end there. Yeah, I think that would be good. That's Oh man, I'm loving it. <laughs> so, so, let's write it right now yeah, let's make this happen it's going to be great <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great pitch wouldn't it alright BBC we've got the last episode oh, of so, Doctor Who for you you know this thing that's bringing a ton of money we're here to shut it down <laughs> <laughs> we're shutting it down baby and here's the plan <laughs> no that's great it's a great theory and I'm actually going to swing it all the way back to what you said a long time ago was how you said like kind of the walking dead and doctor who you look at kind of the same i think that might be because they're both incredibly mainstream now yeah is that a factor in it yeah i I think that's what brought them to the same place in my mind yeah same i feel the same way that's why i ask (laughs) it's it's and 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 again i i don't want i don't want to contradict myself with what i just said about you know like what you like all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the reason that the thought of something being mainstream is that is frustrating isn't because oh now everybody likes it. No, that's awesome. If everybody likes what you like, that's cool. You know, yeah. More people to to enjoy it with. The reason it's frustrating is because it slowly becomes more about the numbers. Like, yeah. Like I said earlier, you know. It, the main the mainstream thought is more about pumping out money than yeah because if it's if it's a small little show you can I feel like if it's a small show you can take risks and it's without a doubt no harm no without fun. much implication yeah but, but it's not really going to affect anything but if it's a giant show that everyone is all about mm-hmm. then you've you've you know writers and every and everybody else kind of has kind of a, a, a sense breathing down their neck of, you know, but, but if we do this and it doesn't respond to, well, we're going to lose those numbers and we got to keep those numbers up. You know, those are rookie numbers, you know, <laughs> those are rookie numbers. We got to pump them up. Bro. <laughs> so I would, I, I would agree. That probably plays a factor into it. The fact that it's uh, not, not the fact that everybody enjoys it, but it's kind of the tone of the writing. Yeah. I feel like has also changed. So, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's, uh, I don't know, with Doctor Who specifically, I feel like they, they do a lot of um, filler episodes that don't necessarily tie to an overarching narrative oh, yeah. like they oh, yeah. used to do, you know, like yeah. the Pandorica arc and <laughs> the crack in time. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that ended up paying off so well by the end. And that's kind of what Moffat's known for. Oh, yeah. You know? I, don't, I don't understand kind of where, where it's gone yeah, I don't in know the last happened. couple seasons. Well, and he's heading out soon. He's, I mean, yeah, this is his last one, too, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, we've been talking a lot about Doctor Who, though. <laughs> That's just, we could do a whole episode on Doctor Who, yeah. and maybe we will. Yeah. 
We probably should <laughs> at some point, especially when it gets uh, or when Capaldi regenerates or when they announce the next Doctor, at least. Yep. Well, uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up for the. It's probably a good, good stopping point for our, our first episode. I'm, I'm sure we've we've <laughs> rambled on a bit more than we realized. <laughs> no, uh, that's all right. They know who we are now, a little yeah. bit, at least. But, Blake, where can they find us? Where can they find us? They can find us on uh, typical social media platforms. So, talking Facebook and Twitter. Um, just search for at BitXBitPodcast. So bit by bit, but we're using an X uh, instead of the by. So pretty pretty easy to find. Uh, look us up, like the page, um, get interactive with us. We are going to have some contests coming up in the future. Uh, no details on that yet, but that is uh, in the works. And we will also have things like um, who knows blog posts, reviews, uh, maybe video content, game streams. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know how far we'll go with it, but uh, keep an eye out, and uh, you'll be the first one to know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I think that that about wraps it up for us. Uh, Blake, where uh, where can they find us individually? Uh, I'm I'm on Twitter, uh, Aged Expressions, A G E D E X P R E S S I O N S. For those of you who need spelling help, <laughs> <laughs> I think you left out the E. <laughs> I'm, Did you leave out the E? Probably, probably. It, it aged. Aged. It's like a fine wine. Aged. Like a, yeah, aged. <laughs> I'm just so used to like when I when I call in to like I don't know make an appointment or like have my car worked on. They're like, yeah. uh, hi, who can I? Who am I speaking with? I'm like, oh, this is Brian B R I A N, and I just automatically spell it out. That's <laughs> <laughs> like every time. Yeah. This is Brian B R I A N Phillips B H I L L I P S. Um, that's funny, dude. At a K, I am on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Who isn't? At the Fracken Cag, which is T H E F R A K I N C A G. Um, yeah, obscure uh, Battlestar Galactica reference for you. Hopefully, somebody out there gets it. See, it's, it's good that you spelled it out because even now, like multiple times, I go to type in your email and I yeah. type it F R A C K. C K. I know. Everybody does the CK, but no, just just the K. So yeah, we uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by and hanging out with us for a little bit, and uh, look forward to some pretty cool content coming up real soon. See ya. See you guys. magician spoof and he's it's a it's a recurring thing and he goes up to these guys and he's like hey what's in that bag and he's like <laughs> the guys are like no david blaine you stay away from me and he's like <laughs> you stay away. i think i've seen this why don't you look at your bag he's like it's it's my clothes look see i bought these and he's like what's inside a four a four of hearts it's a four of hearts <laughs>